The message this morning is um, we're going to talk about pride. And uh, I have no idea uh, why I was prompted to, to prepare a message on pride, but uh, apparently we must need it. Um, so um, we'll, if, if you'll bear with me, we'll, uh, uh, we'll get into several aspects that Scripture covers concerning that. And the pride is, uh, is dealt with in many places in the Word of God. So there must be a reason for it. That's what I figure. And, uh, and it's been a long time since I, since personally, I have talked about pride. So um, uh, we'll tackle that. Oh, by the way, isn't, isn't our worship team fantastic? Terrific. Yep. Really terrific. All right. So if you would turn to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. And uh, this is fairly familiar to most of us, uh, unless it's been a while since you've been in this neck of the woods. But uh, this text says, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, and a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. So uh, these are the seven deadly sins. And uh, if you have not marked these in your Bible, it would be a... probably be an advisable thing to do uh, because every once in a while you may uh, need to uh, refresh on um, on what these are talking about and um, these are the seven deadly sins uh, right smack in the middle of Proverbs Uh, so um, Now the Lord spent the Lord uh, uh, deals with pride in a situation in in Luke. So if you would tur- turn with me to uh, Luke chapter fourteen, and we'll get into some instructions here concerning concerning pride that the Lord uh, deals with and reminds us of here. Luke chapter 14, verses 7 through 11. And it's entitled, Take Take the Lowly Place. And this is a a Jesus parable. And and, And it says, So he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast... Do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and say to you, Give place to this man, 
And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Sounds like some wisdom here, doesn't it? Uh, okay, verse 10, but when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So um, this is another, just another of many uh, places in Scripture where uh, pride, a pride situation is dealt with. Uh, so I've, I gathered when I began to run into these that uh, this was pretty important. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now if you turn with me to uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, and we'll get into a, a, a life situation here that uh, really brings this, some of these issues out and uh, will help us to under, help our understanding in a great way. There's a lot going on here in 1 Kings chapter 5 that uh, we need to take a hold of. First Kings 5, 1 through 15. Now, this is concerning Naaman's leprosy in this passage. And uh, we read, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also mighty man of valor, but a leper. So that, that compl complicates his situation considerably. He was a mighty man of valor, but a leper. He was uh, the king of Syria's top general and uh, very precious to, to that king. Uh, very, very mighty warrior and, and statistician and, and so on. And um, but he was a leper, and that reminded me of our current situation with COVID-19. Because you know, I'm sure, what happens, or what, what happened back in those days, when someone had leprosy. They went to... Uh, time out. Thank you. In the days of leprosy, it was much like our situation today with COVID-19. They were to, to warn people that were near them that they were unclean. So um, 
social distancing was was uh, very much in force at that time, much like this, like mu much like we have today. Um, so, Naaman was a mighty man of valor, and um, and the Syrians, verse two, had gone out in a raid and brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel and she waited on Naaman's wife this young Jewish girl waited on Naaman's wife then she said to her mistress if only my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria for he would heal him of his leprosy and Naaman went in and told his master what the girl said Uh, and, uh, verse 4, and Naaman went in and told his master what the girl said. Verse 5, then the king of Syria said, go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. Um, and um, keeping in mind that uh, this, this gal, this young girl, uh, told her mistress about... Um, If, if only her master were, was with the prophet who was in Samaria. Now that, uh, that would be Elisha, the prophet Elisha. And uh, he, she would, he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his masters say, tell, uh, to what the girl said. Verse 5, Then the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. Now, uh, this, the, the king of Israel is quite taken aback by this because he's trying to figure out right about now, how am I going to take care of this? Be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you that you may heal him of his leprosy. Wrong guy. Absolutely the wrong guy. But uh, anyway, it, this is between nations, not between individuals. So that might be what, where the confusion came in. So verse 7 says, And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel. He wants, to, uh, he wants to stir up a war with me. What's he doing this for? And he figures it's a setup. That's the best he could figure out. So, um, verse 8, So it was when Elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes 
that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So he's sending him finally to the right man who can do the job. So he torn his clothes, sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Elisha the prophet, a succeeded Elijah. Verse 9, picking it up. Then Naaman went with his horse, horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. Now, he's right smack in, in the front door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him. Now, wait a minute, hold on. He's right smack in front of Elisha's front door, so why is he sending a messenger to him? But this, this is what happened. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you, and, and you shall and you shall be clean. But Naaman came back, uh, Naaman, but Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place where the leprosy is. Are not the Abana and uh, in Damascus better than all these waters in Israel? So, before we get further into that issue, uh, he's he's waving the hand over the place where the leprosy is. And uh, so Naaman appears to want fanfare here. He wants a show. And um, so his pride has been kindled because he wants Elisha to be the man that comes out of the, of the home and, uh, and deals with this. Elisha the prophet. But nothing doing. Uh, Elisha didn't didn't do, do that at all. He had no interest in doing that. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the um, Naaman figures that uh, he needs to have some fanfare about this. And uh, his pride has been kindled. Uh, don't you know I'm royalty? All kinds of things that, that he was interested in here, other than getting the, the leprosy taken care of. Okay, picking it up in verse 12, he said, not, Are not the Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? I mean, what's his issue with this, this clean water? Well, the Jordan was known to be one of the filthiest rivers in the whole area, the Jordan River. And, I mean, this man is a mighty man of valor. And uh, he's not going to wallow around in, in the muck and the mire. He has no interest in doing that, even though he wants his leprosy healed. Uh, he's got a pride factor that, that needs to be taken care of. 
That's, that's the way he looks at it. So he's saying things like, do you know who I am? And uh, he wants to have the, uh, the fanfare, and, and his pride is, has been tweaked. And um, so he figured he was going to get clean water from two clean rivers and, uh, and have this thing taken care of uh, in a proper way uh, to his stature in life. Do you know who I am? And he turned away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him. Now the servants saw him uh, uh, turn to become uh, uh, engrossed in this rage that he was in. And they thought, we've got to intervene here and, uh, and help our master out here. So verse 13 and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped, he condescended, he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Imagine, voila, we have success. And uh, if he'd only done that in the first place, he'd be in good shape. And, and this could have gotten uh, become uh, over with quickly. So he went down, dipped into the, the Jordan seven or in, into these, uh, yeah, the Jordan seven times, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. And he said, Indeed, now I know that there is a God in all the earth. There is no God in all the earth except in Israel. So he's, he's finally repented and, um, and recognized the God that he, that, that he should have been had in his recognition other than himself as, as his own God because that's the way he was acting. That's what, uh, uh, that's what this situation, that's what happens with this type of situation. Uh, pride creeps in. So return to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. And he said, Indeed, now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. Aha, we have a little repentance working here, don't we? A little humility, a little bit of a contrite spirit. So um, th this, is, this is what had to happen uh, in this man's life uh, to become the kind of man, godly man, that, uh, that he really should be. Um, pride it's easily seen in others but hard to see in ourselves and uh, you, you can see the pride in other people the way they act, the way they talk the way they treat you, the way they treat others hopefully they don't see that in retribution 
uh, from coming from you and me. Uh, easy to see, see in others, but hard to see in ourselves. So the next time you're in a situation where you think you deserve something that uh, no one has credited you with, with needing to, to observe, um, it may be time to take stock, for you and I to take stock and, and realize that uh, we're no better than what God wants us to be, and uh, we don't need to assume anything about ourselves other than what uh, God has for us in, in the day and in the age that uh, something might be happening in our life. And uh, easy to see in others, but hard to see in, our, in ourselves. So praise God for his word and uh, the, the, the lessons that he, that he teaches us. And um, if pride becomes an issue, uh, you know where to go to find out and read about it. And, uh, and uh, we also should know how to deal with it and, uh, and wake up and, and become uh, and face the, the realistic the realism of the situation. So let's look to the Lord in prayer as we close. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for this uh, lesson, uh, the parable that Jesus spoke in this, this lesson with uh, Naaman. And uh, uh, we just uh, uh, praise you for, your, for the way you instruct us from your word, and, and we thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to see uh, uh, the, the, the truths of your word as they, as they come to light. Amen.